Welcome to Grow Goodness with Grace. I'm Sophie. And I'm also Sophie. And today we are here to talk about the shit everybody thinks but nobody wants to say. Welcome to the first episode of Grow Goodness with Grace. Um, yeah, let's talk about how it began. Why are you looking at the computer? I I feel like I I just need to look at something besides you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, maybe by force. Um, I kind of wanted to do it for my health coaching, and then I decided to force you to do it with me and not talk about that anymore. She pretty much, uh, just... (laughs) joked about making a podcast and then bought a microphone and and, uh, registered our podcast and decided (laughs) it was going to happen. And I got, yeah, yeah, that's basically what happened. And the microphone's expensive, so you can't say no. Yep, yep. We just wanted to talk about random shit, but because our world is in a pandemic, we should probably mention a little bit of that. Um, So no judgment because we've been in isolation with each other for like, month yeah (laughs) we see each other every day so by the time we were in this it was too late yeah that is why we are quarantining with ourselves um and it's just a good time to start because what else do you guys have to do besides listen to podcasts right now (laughs) how else are we going to trick you into listening to us right (laughs) so virus talk a little bit um very sad for the world right now Well, I just feel like my heart goes out to everybody that is affected, which is most people, but especially since we are small businesses, like we understand that side of it. Because as being a small business, we had both separately posted on social media. Um, Let's kind of backtrack. I don't think we understood the severity of it. Until like a week ago. Yeah. Pretty much like. It wasn't necessarily a joke, but I think when you live in a small town, you don't really think that something like this is going to affect you because it's small. You don't think that it can get here. And then when everything was starting to shut down, it really just... You're like, fuck. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but like, and like when I first started like hearing about this, I was like, it's fine. Like I work from home. It's fine. It's fine. Never like thinking like, oh, I guess all my stuff's going to get canceled. You know, my income. Until, like, one day it just hit me, and I was like, crap, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I I think maybe after you had brought up that you were worried, I was like, hmm, okay. Because I was not worried. Because you were not worried. And then I feel like you started to be more concerned, and I was like, hmm, shit, maybe I should, like, be concerned about this. Because I feel like we just didn't have the education to know about it I guess so again it wasn't a joke but it was like yeah it's a cold it's basically <laughs> that's what everybody's like it's a cold it's not gonna it's turn into anything it's fine and then you see you know these drastic numbers of people dying and you're like oh my gosh and it's one of the situations where you're like like that was some good advice where I read even a few weeks ago it was like don't ever think something can't happen to you and that just keeps playing in my mind too so yeah to play it safe um, I know you've been at home a lot and I've been canceling basically all of my work stuff. Yeah. So when I realized, um, 
I was going to have to close the studio, that was a hard blow. And it wasn't necessarily financially as much as like, just like your insides, like you just, like your heart's yes. in it and you just don't want to have to let anybody down. And we're going to get super real. I was pissed because I was like, I worked so hard to get this open and now I have to close. And obviously I want to do it to protect everybody. And it's selfish to say, but that's kind of where my head was at was like, that sucks because I worked really hard, but also I have such a huge responsibility to all of you guys to close the space and to keep everybody safe and sound and what kind of an example does it set if I stay open and allow people so I was first pissed and then I was sad and now we're pretty much scared and sad together <laughs> yeah just waiting it's a waiting game it's a waiting game it's just it someday it'll I don't know yeah it's it, I don't even know what to someday even this say is gonna about be it. in history books and we're gonna look back and understand you know why it happened but I think in the meantime, it's such a good lesson for people as far as to be humble and to realize like all the stuff you have in life and- It can be taken away. Yeah. And to like, who knew like- You never think about like bad things happening until it does happen and you don't, like it's something that happens in a movie. This feels like a movie. Yeah, it like, feels I feel, like a movie. I yeah. feel like I'm in like a- like I am legend movie right now, <laughs> and I just like, when's it gonna end? <laughs> it, that's just what I feel like. Like I feel like this isn't real. Like I should wake up and we should all go back to work. Yes, I think that's the hardest part for everybody too. It's like you have no idea what's gonna happen or what the outcome is gonna be. And also on the flip side, like even if it ends, is it gonna be like the flu? Like are we gonna know how to handle it? So. I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer, but that's kind of like, I mean, everybody's feeling it. So I feel yeah. like a way that we've handled it is I've just tried to like give it to God or maybe whatever spiritual faith you believe in. Like it doesn't matter, but you just need to pray. There's nothing you can do about it at this yeah. point besides and, stay home yeah. or stay and, with your isolation buddy. <laughs> your, your one friend you have. Yeah. Um, and literally like you just, you have to respect authorities and I... I, you know, Wapkin's such a good town. Like, I yeah, feel, I feel like, like we've, we've done really good here. Yeah. So I honestly, when people were hating on America, I was like, why? Like, That's another thing, though, just being in a small town. Like, you think it's all fine. Like, it, was, it wasn't going to come here. And then it, we still don't have it, but everybody's listening really well. So it seems like it seems okay fine. when mm -hmm. we're here. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should stop talking about this. Okay, yeah. This but point, we want but... to acknowledge, I really wanted to at least say, like, we are super aware this is going on. And if we start to make jokes about anything in life in general, like, we're not being insensitive about life. Like, we realize the hardships everybody's facing. But we want this to be a positive space, too. And not only talk about it. Because I feel like you go on social media and that's all you hear right now. So I'd rather this you know, yeah. like, come here to get out of it. Yes. So forget the first part. <laughs> yeah, forget about that now. We're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we thought this would be a great point um, to kind of share a little bit about ourselves since we both love to talk about ourselves. Um, <laughs> maybe one of us more than the other. <laughs> Let's talk about how we got started. So you go first, Sophie, and I want to know all about your journey into photography. <clears throat> Um, well, I probably started shooting when I was like eighth or ninth grade, so whatever age that is. 14. 14-ish, so 10-ish, 
11-ish years ago. And I started, and she's going to make fun of me, I started taking pictures at horse events. <laughs> it's just a little joke. Um, our little horse-loving gal, it started with a meme. Like, it was like... Shout out to Mary. Shout out to Mary, like your weird friend who used to gallop in the halls at school. And then I was like, you liked horses. This is you. So that's where the horse joke began. But anyways. Anyway, okay. so I started off taking pictures just at horse events because I used to show and ride and whatnot. And it just kind of evolved into doing like friends' senior pictures and prom pictures. And then I went to college and I did it on the side for rent money. And then when I was graduating college, the year that it came around, I started taking wedding bookings. And when I graduated, I was just so busy that I couldn't get another job. And it just evolved into my full-time job. And it was, I think at, like when I was graduating, it was really kind of like a, I was like, I'm just going to be a photographer, and uh, I don't want to shade my dad a little bit, but he was kind of like, what? <laughs> like, you went to school for four years, and now you're not going to be an agronomist? What? Uh, but he, I mean, he still supported me, but he was not the most optimistic like at the time. You, you either have the mindset of, like, you're going to lose everything if you do this, or, like, fuck it, I'll be fine. So, like... I feel like when you start your own business, you kind of have to have the mindset of like, fuck it, I'll be fine. Because yeah. And at the time, I was still living at home, so I didn't have like, a lot of. You don't got a lot to lose. I had <laughs> got a lot. To yeah, lose. I had no bills at the time, <laughs> so I just uh, it just I when people ask if it was really hard, like yeah, it was hard, but I feel like it could have been a lot harder. It was just really good timing. Um, and the and worst you part. Love it though. Like, yeah, the worst part was trying to convince people that I could do it. Because I think they didn't think that I would could make a living off of being a photographer. And then maybe let's talk about like how it's hard in a business to promote yourself. Well, that's not as hard for me because I take pictures. So well, you know what I'm saying. But like right away, like how do you want to be like? Okay. Yeah. I'm really good at this, so let me do it, and then also pay me what I'm worth. Like, yeah. It's hard. It's, it's a, until people like see your work. Yeah. I think the first year was the hardest year um, portfolio-wise because I was doing a lot of free stuff and then people expected a lot of free stuff. So, which you need to do a lot because you have to like practice, um, but you also have to draw that line at which friend is a good enough friend to keep doing it for free and which friend is um, like that line where you charge them and like and honor also, yourself. let's say flip side, um, your friends should be your biggest supporters yeah. and your biggest clients too. So it's hard to know when to charge, but also if they're really your friend, they're always going to like want to pay you and support yeah. you because it's your business. And I think most of, like most of all of my friends are pretty good about that too. If they, if they don't pay me, it's some sort of trade. Yes. Most of the time. But I think that was the hardest learning experience. The first year was learning how much to charge people know your worth because you, it's just kind of like a, baby deer learning how to walk <laughs> you're like it's like ball learning how to fucking potty train oh meatball <laughs> he just uh, goes oh it's not working no. no it's not working yeah so i think that was the hardest part is knowing when to charge how much to charge so when you first started charging, did you feel like it was a sufficient amount? Did you feel like it was too much or maybe not enough? Like, 
how did you feel when you first set your price? Mm, I think there's a lot of, like people will doubt themselves. They just need to know their worth. And it kind of is, you have to take into, to, into consideration like your clients too, like how are they treating you? Because if they're treating you like crap, then it probably means you're not charging enough. You know what I mean? Once you start charging enough, people really, they value your time. They value the money that they're spending on you. So they treat you really well. And that was a learning experience. And now I feel like I have really, really good clientele. I love all my clients. The ones that come back every single year, I love seeing them. And I just feel like I get treated a lot more like valued than I used to because I charge more now. If that makes sense. That does make sense because people start to hold value to the money they're spending. Mm -hmm. And if you, again, have that value with where you're at, people are going to respect you. I also want to talk about a little bit um, all the work that you have to do besides taking pictures because I feel like some people think it's expensive but don't really see, like, all of the time you put into, like, finding places to shoot pictures, editing pictures. Like, I want to know all the stuff you do behind the scenes so people understand that. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. No, normally when people are like, oh, you, you charge how many thousands of dollars for eight hours of work for, like, a wedding? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't realize I go home after that and I spend another 30, 40 hours editing. And I spend hours emailing clients back and forth and hours sending out contracts and invoices and revising everything and doing meetings and all of the culling and all Equipment. of the book work, all of the taxes. Shout out to Daniel, <laughs> our tax guy, accountant, uh, CPA, whatever you yes. want to say, the guy who keeps us out of jail. Basically. We refer to him as. He's our jailbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just a lot of like background stuff that you don't really see besides like the what everybody puts on Instagram to show their perfect life. Yes. Instagram is basically just a, a highlight Instagram's reel. Instagram's a lie. It's a highlight reel. <laughs> really? It's not true. I'm not going to show you the mental breakdowns <laughs> I have. I'm just going to show you my dog. Except going, last week when we both had a severe mental breakdown. Uh, that yeah. was that was Instagram worthy. You did see that, but that that's that's uh, Corona. Corona 101. Yeah. So, I have a buddy calling it Corona 15 because he said we're all going to gain at least 15 pounds. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Anyways, um, let's see. I think that's enough about me. I think okay. you can talk about yourself now. <laughs> no more photography biz. No. Um, okay. I did want to ask you one thing, though. because So, now you're in it. You're in the depths of your photography. And let's hope sooner than later we can, like get back to our normal daily lives, but I want to know kind of your vision for the future. Are you like cool hanging out where you're at? Do you have any plans? Like if you have any plans, you don't want to give away, that's fine. But like, I want to know where you're at. Like if you have any goals or aspirations to shoot for things other than just families, or if you have no idea. I don't have like a specific thing I want to do. Like I don't have like a I want to do this, but I would love to, like, do something. Like, I feel like I'm just ready to, like, make a jump into something. Like a full-time podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is my jump. Um, like open, More of a shove. Like a building or something. Like, instead of having my studio and home, having, like, a building somewhere else to shoot at, to, like, separate work life and home life. Because eventually, like, I want a kid, and I can't imagine working with Bo. Yeah. 
in my house. <laughs> Love that little shit, but he's a little shit. <laughs> so it would be nice to, you know, that would be, like, my goal someday is to have, like, a different office slash studio space. But So is that what you want to work towards next, like, yeah, I think so, but I also think it would be fun to open up another type of business. I just have no idea what I would do. Like a side hustle. Yeah, but that would turn into a business. Like, you have two. You have yoga, and you have massage. I wish I had two. I think it would be fun. <laughs> and I'm going to do nutrition, so... Oh, yeah, and nutrition. Join me. Go to school. I'll shove you to school. I signed up for an online program, which I'm just remembering now. Um, <laughs> so you could do that. Yeah. I, w- I sort of forgot I just did that. I want to do something else. I just don't know what I want to do. And I'll probably push you to because I, I'm always in school. Um, I don't think I've, like, known any of you guys where I haven't been, like, this is what I'm doing next because I'm always looking for that. Um, not that I'm not satisfied, but I just like love education and I think it's stupid not to keep learning. So, and I think I don't like to be sedentary. Like I'm not one of those people that like my house, for instance, I don't want to sit and have it look the same for a year. Like I'm always changing things. I always want to change something. I want to, I want to. Honestly, we live at Target. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, I want like a new car. I want new something else. Like I just can't be the same. Like I like change. But I feel like I want to clarify. It's not because we aren't content with what we have it's more so like I feel like specifically the more that we've worked together I think we're both really creative and I think that's kind of an outlet of like okay but what can we create next so although it's not going to be like um like I want to redo my living room because this sucks it's It's not a selfish thing it's just yeah yeah I like change I like fresh new starts I think it's like I think it's like traveling it's very creatively it sparks things when you're not in the same if you're in the same environment all the time nothing new comes yeah so I think and maybe that's just because I'm a creative entrepreneurship entrepreneur I don't know but lady boss uh, I low-key hate that word sometimes (laughs) I put it in our description I'm like whatever what other word is there for lady boss that's not lady boss yeah (laughs) Dog lover. Dog lover. I was going to put that too, but sometimes my dog Sometimes you don't love your dog. Sometimes you don't love your dog. Okay, so how did you get started? Because I know you went to school for other things before you did massage. (laughs) And this is when we weren't friends. I just knew that. Yeah, we... You probably wouldn't know we just became friends like... A year ago. Pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Basically, it was like, oh, you work from home? And I'm my own boss, and like we have really? schedules. It was so. I took pictures of you, and you gave me a gift certificate. Oh and yeah. And then I came in for massage. Trust you to be my friend. And I came in. <laughs> I came in for massage and never stopped. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good way of how to probably work what happened. Um, yeah, we just started hanging out, and yeah, never stopped. So here we are, isolating together in the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> Let's roll. So. You guys, to be honest, this podcast is like a really good outlet for me because when I was a senior in high school, I told my counselor I was going to do public speaking. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what are you going to speak about? And I was like, I feel like you have to have a certain amount of trauma to speak. And I have not experienced that yet. So I have no idea. And then I went to NBSES, best school ever. I love science school. <laughs> I'm a huge advocate myself. Go Wildcats. Um, <laughs> anyways, but I like, I think, what, 
what the hell did I do? I think I went for criminal justice. What? <laughs> yeah, I think I did. And did I, you go for nursing? Yeah. I thought you went okay, for nursing. This transitions. Okay. So I went for criminal justice. I also justice. went for nursing. <laughs> we both went for nursing. Um, both stopped. We both stopped. We also <laughs> both quit. So I went for criminal justice and my dad was like, bro, policing sucks don't get into that and I like did it because I loved you remember those forensic files yeah yeah loved it mm -hmm. I was like maybe I'll be an FBI agent which is secretly like this will be fun I'll be so fun yeah. I think I would love to do that um, without the school yeah. just like let me do it because I'm really good at finding things out if Logan's lying to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like gonna shout out to Kayla Baki for all of my um, technology with Facebook stalking people oh yeah if you give me one letter of their name I can figure I can out their it. whole past life I used to, this is a sidebar, but I used to, when me and Kayla and then Kyler would hang out, we would like go on her iPad and we would have to backtrack like 10 people to get to her home screen on Facebook because she had like <laughs> creeped to the depths of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, um, yeah, those kind of skills. I also just want to like box or do something fun like that. What, what is that camp that they do? Do you know what I'm camp? talking about? Where you go and you like train to be an FBI agent. I don't know, basic training? No, it's like, it's something. I don't know. Whatever. I would love to do I it. I want to do kickboxing. Yeah, you know, when this is all over. When this is all over, we're going to also become certified again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really took a tangent there. So, went for criminal justice, and then I had to take a biology class. And, like, in Breckenridge High School, um, I hated science. I hated everything. I had a horrible high school career, but also hated science. And then I went to school at NDSCS, and I was like, wow, I love science. I loved science. <gasps> love science. All through high school. I I've had really good science teachers in high school, oh, though. Yeah. Mr. Triplett and Mr. Workin. They were the, shout out, shout the goats. Out. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I just didn't, maybe I just wasn't invested. I was kind of shallow, probably. I don't think I cared about my grades as much as my looks. So that for sure has flipped you guys. I definitely did not care about my looks. <laughs> Still don't. <laughs> I did, uh, but now, now we debated um, whether or not to wear mascara. We both did not for a photo shoot we just did. So if that tells you anything about how much we give a shit. Um, also, we got one good picture one out of like 100. So we're really good. Yeah, so we'll, we'll dive into that in a sec. Okay, so then I went, I was like, I love science. What can I do with science? And then Grey's Anatomy stole my heart. And I was like, <laughs> doctor school is really expensive and too long. So I'm going to do nursing. Shout out to all of the nurses because, especially during this time, but like, man, not what I thought it was gonna be. Um, and then after I did nursing, so I got, I was not, I don't even know how long I lasted before I was like, I just gotta quit. One year was yeah. me. I don't think I lasted a year. And it was just generals. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I was in the program. So were you in the program? No. Okay, I was in the nursing program. So I did all of my generals, got in the program and I was like, I was just, you know, this is how I figured it wasn't right because I was so overwhelmed and everything was so hard and I was like, hey, this is just probably not for me. So then I was like, I'm going to take some time off. Maybe I'll be a lawyer, whatever, because <laughs> <laughs> that was also my second dream job. Um, I don't know why, because I'm like a good arguer mm -hmm. and I can like argue my point until the death, even if I'm super wrong. So worked for a law firm. Again, I just like dreaded it and it had nothing to do with your boss versus I love my boss because you're still friends with her yeah she's super cool <laughs> hi Brittany <laughs> wish we could hang out um so 
She taught me a lot though, and her work ethic is balls to the wall, so I really respect her. Um, again, it wasn't for me, and my super dear friend Rachel, she was my massage therapist at the time, was like, you should go for this, and I just kind of did it on a whim. I was like, okay, I'm gonna quit, and I did it, and I was in school, and it was hard, but I loved it, and after that, I just slowly came into massage, and I just have loved it ever since. It's like the one thing that I think I'm like, good at and I feel like I'm blessed to have the skills to help people um, and a great community and a great community like my clients awesome I could not ask for better clients especially during this time they're just so great to me um, great community to start and great mentors I'm so lucky with everything that I had been given through that and then it was like a mental breakdown last winter <laughs> <laughs> that really led me into the yoga. I was really addicted to that beach body stuff. And I was like, this is not good for my brain. So I started doing more yoga. Literally on a whim, I saw the teacher training stuff and I was like, I want to sign up. It's didn't you sign up a few times and didn't do it? I just signed up once prior. So like a year prior, I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I just got fat and lazy, to be honest. <laughs> I did. I like quit everything. And then I was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I just, you know. It was an excuse, it was hard. I was a mom, but like everyone has excuses. So fast forward one mental breakdown in Mexico later and got home from vacation and I was like, I'm gonna sign up because I'm at a kind of shitty place in life and I wanna be better and I wanna do better. <sighs> Best thing I ever did, love my peeps that I did that training with and Never thought I would open a studio. I know you guys already know all about that, so I'm not gonna dive in, but like I wanted to work at Hot Yogi's. It, that was my end goal, and I still would be there if it wasn't so hard to drive. It just got to be a lot. I love the community, um, but I also wanted to have that here for you guys. Um, yeah, because we really didn't have that here. It was There was like an on and off couple teachers, but there wasn't yeah. like a stable yoga program. No. I would say here until you started and I would say like yeah I get like when I was in it I was like I'm quitting every single like probably if you didn't make me do it I think I would have quit because <laughs> I was like this is ass like I hated it I hated all the business parts I love teaching like I could teach all day the business part sucked and so if you didn't force me to I would have closed so everybody thanks Sophie because oh. why well, didn't didn't know I forced you into teaching <laughs> yeah. yoga. Not forced, but you were good. You were like, no, you don't need to quit. You're fine. You're fine. You just always were like, you're fine. And I'm like, okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's Everything's fine. fine. That's my motto right now. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. Good thing I got like, Logan. <laughs> space falls through. This falls through. That falls through. This is stupid. And I was like, I'm quitting. And you're like, no, it's fine. We'll find new space. So um, that's kind of how the whole yoga developed. But this was also funny. So I had a bad trip in Mexico, December 28th. Yeah, right. Whatever. It wasn't so this then, past year? No, December twenty eighteen. So then in January twenty nineteen, I did all this yoga crap. I was done in like May, and so celebratory. Went to Mexico again because my first trip sucked. Um, again, I invest in travel, not material. So like, don't judge me for that. So traveled again. Oh, nobody can judge you for that. Yeah, you know, haters. Yeah. Hate. <laughs> anyway, so I'm on this vacation. Two days in, in my mind, I'm like. 
I'm bored. I'm going to look at school for just no reason. So found this health coaching school. Um, also disclaimer, I don't sell anything but my knowledge and I just want to like help people succeed and grow in their health. We can talk about that all later, but I found this health school and it was like, this starts Monday. And this was like Wednesday the week prior. So, and there was like so much homework to do. And I was like, called my bank that day. I'm like, Hey, can I get a loan for school? And she's like, yeah, come home and you can sign in. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to sign up. And I did, and this was last May, and here we are. Like graduation this year is like pushed out a little bit, but it's like a year intensive school. Like every single week, we have school, and I am now in school for nutrition and health coaching, and basically like just helping people, and that's all I want to do. So all of these are kind of tying into one now, and I just have zero clue where this whole business will take me. Um, Maybe we'll become famous in podcasting. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, but that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm so happy because it's hard. And I cry a lot because I just feel overwhelmed. And that's just, like, the truth behind being a business owner. But yeah. I love it. Like, I don't care if I'm crying at night because I can't figure out a fucking microphone for <laughs> a podcast. Because I... Second microphone later. Second microphone. This is the second one we bought. <laughs> Sophie we helped me. you bought <laughs> she helped me at the first one it's um for sure for a video camera it does not work for podcasts. but we kept it because we're gonna take yeah. more vids we're gonna take lots of vids maybe when we go crazy five top things to do in self-quarantine but uh, uh, seriously what yeah. else do we have to do what else are we gonna do but yeah so that's kind of how I got started and I just again I know we both feel this way but like so blessed yeah so blessed like the the busy the crazy and the good outweighs the bad all, all the time ten to, ten to one every time yeah i couldn't imagine having a boss at this point in my life because i just don't yeah. listen to people very well <laughs> love my old boss but i feel like that was an issue um, <laughs> i hate when people tell me what to do i won't do it mm -mm. i'm like oh you think that i should take my dog on a walk like, you told me one day to move a plan, and I was like, no. Because you told me to move it. Probably not because, I, like, I needed to move it. You're like, Sophie, plants don't lie. Move the plant. And I was like, no, you told me to move the plant. No. Oh, gosh. But the direction for that. So that's, but yeah, especially during this time. I know we keep saying that, but, like, me and you, like, I feel like have really appreciated the love and support that the community has given us, even yeah like I not even... having clients really so there's been you know I'm lucky I'm very lucky because I can sort of do virtual yoga but I don't like if anybody owns a yoga studio out there you know like it's not it's, it's like, not the same it's pocket change like my my massage is my income your salary that's my salary that is how I pay for everything so like I'm super scared right now but like my clients are still great and you guys have like really picked me up through the virtual yoga even though it's like so weird and nobody <laughs> loves it that much. It's still like it's fine and it's I just I appreciate it so much because it's really helped me even financially. It's helped me grow as a person. I always, always end my class like find comfort and discomfort because that is really where you grow and like that's all what we're doing right now and I but I, feel, I feel very speaking. uncomfortable right now. <laughs> oh, so Sucks. But like, I appreciate it because I don't know if I could continue my business if I didn't have you guys to like pick up the slack and help me. So we're blessed. I mean, people right. 
I want to, like, I, people love us. <laughs> people love us. They're great. <laughs> but really, like, we feel so loved, so. Yeah, and I just have to keep telling myself that, like, even if all of my stuff gets canceled now, like, I think I'll still have people waiting for me on the other side. Yeah, that's a scary thought. I I thought I would probably lose, like, everybody who had to cancel. I was like, how am I ever going to get my schedule to where it was? Right, but I think when, when all of this goes away, like, they'll come back. It's just, it's going to be, like, weird changing everything around, and I don't know. I honestly don't even know what else to talk about to to talk about it. Like, I don't want to be negative or talk about it too much, but just know that we're thankful for everybody. Yeah, we're so thankful. Who will be there on the other side of this, even though it just feels like a nightmare. Oh, my God. Like, I kind of... It, like, feels like, okay, like... Like I'm I feel like I'm jump gonna jump off the roof and like I'm gonna wake up. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a haze. Like it doesn't feel real. Yeah. It just because it's not like it's just affecting us. Like it's it's, it's every it's, person. It's the entire world. Like yeah. usually when things happen, it's like the United States or North Dakota. Like or if we wanted Fargo. to, we could escape. You know, if we needed yeah, to escape, but we could go somewhere. This but you is can't do anything. Literally, the entire world is affected, yeah. and that to me is so freaky because we're so small. Yeah. There's millions, billions of people, and, like, we're sitting here talking about ourselves, but everybody else is in the same boat. Everybody's in the same boat. And I think it's scary, and it's so sad, and I just, like, just sad. It's so, so sad what's happening, and it's, it's freaky, and it is a nightmare. But we're, you know what? The, the coolest thing that I, I told my mom, like, you love him, you hate him, he's your president right now, but I just think, like, how cool – you know, the type of leadership. He said some shit he shouldn't have said, for sure. Always does. does. Always does. But, like, what what a testament to him to, like, of how he handles situations and, like, how we all handle situations and really just leaning on each other throughout this. I think it's just so cool how we can find that support, even though we're not even with each other, just, like, through social media, through prayer groups, through, you know, the whole world, how they had everybody you know, let's all, like, at 3 p.m., we're going to pray. Like, when have we ever done that? When or, have like, we... Zoom yoga sessions. <laughs> Zoom yoga sessions. Like, I'm going to join a Bible study, which I never would have probably even given time to before. But just, like, how it can show how we can be so strong together. Yeah. And our scared, like, everyone's scared shit. So, like, how cool is it that we can do it together and we can build each other stronger through this? And we're all going to come out stronger in some way or another and just really praying for those who are losing their lives during this yeah my mom said something the other day she was like imagine what this would have been like even 10 years ago um if you're isolating and you don't have a phone or you know like there was phones but like it they're not the phones that we have now yeah it's like not, we have the technology to be with each other yeah we can literally facetime each other we can call each other we can be with people while we're not in the same room or even 10 years ago like phones were the razor, the razor. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was a little Shout longer than 10 years ago but <laughs> you know like phones nowadays are nothing compared to even five years ago yeah and we're so blessed like, yeah Shit, I had a virtual party. Shout out Dalton and Jess for keeping me sane, but like on Zoom last night because I miss them and I, you know, you just want to be safe and respect authority so we're not hanging out, but it's just, we're blessed. Yeah. And I think we need to take that away from this, but okay, another tangent. Um, sorry. 
you know, we both can talk about because we have experience with this a lot. Um, super embarrassing business-wise experience. We both have business accounts for finances <laughs> and we both multiple times have forgotten to pay ourselves. Oh yeah. And have our cards get declined <laughs> at the grocery store. At Walmart. At Walmart. <laughs> if you want to hit a low, that's it. That That is the low is when... Yeah, multiple times, and your your bank calls you and says, hey, I see you have money in this other account. Why are you overdrafting your personal yeah. account multiple yeah. times? So I've had my banker move money for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. But that hasn't happened to me in a long time. Don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, again, shout out to Daniel, our accountant. Yeah. I feel like I want to have, like, one funny story to end on because I just want to make everybody laugh. Here, what about Bo? Bo is funny. Oh, Talk about no. Bo's potty training. Bo's potty training. Yo, I'm not cut out for this. I love being a mom, but like... No mom shame. No mom shame. It's not how I want to say it. I was not born with the adequate skills to be a mother. I had to learn them. Yeah. So... It wasn't like a ingrained No, it's thing. definitely not an instinctual thing. Not for you. Not for Maybe me. for Mary. <laughs> Mary, bless <laughs> up. Her great mom. Um, I have to learn those skills. But Bo is also kind of a, like a... Uh, he's a bro. He's a primate. <laughs> 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 We're talking about my child. If any of you missed it. Um, yeah, he brings me a lot of joy into my life. Potty training, it's like... The reason I started is because people were being judgy as shit and were like, oh, he's almost three and he's not potty trained. And I was like, hmm, fine, I'll start. This sucks. I did not want to do it. And so <laughs> started potty training like a month ago. And then I was like, this is just not working. I gave myself one day and I was like, this is not working. <laughs> so then about a week ago, I started again i was like okay i'm gonna buy that little toilet thing that goes on top of the seat so he doesn't fall in because otherwise i have to hold him <laughs> so i'm like i'm gonna invest in this ten dollar seat to start potty training and the first time was great like he went and he crapped and he was so proud of he crapped and it was wonderful and then i gave him some cheese balls as a prize and apparently I should not give them to him any other time because now he doesn't realize it's the prize for pooping. Um, so he hasn't gone again except for then today before you came over. Mm -hmm. We were working on it a little bit. And he's so funny. He just will like, I'll be like, okay, Bo, like I have to threaten him. Like I'm a threatening mother. I, I know that. I, you guys are going to judge me, whatever. But I'm like, I'm going to throw all of your toys in the garbage if you don't sit your butt down and pee. So... I got him to finally sit his butt down and pee and he will give like one one pretty insufficient push he'll be like eh, mom you're not working and I hold my wiener down yeah, push my wiener down and I was like how do you do it how do you get your kid to sit on the toilet push his own wiener down pee in the toilet and then poop and then the worst part nobody talks about this is the shit nobody talks about you still gotta fucking wipe them afterwards. So like, and he hates it. And he hates it. <laughs> it's and then he's like, he gets the cheese balls and the meatballs confused. He's like, Mom, I get meatballs now. So that's how potty training is going. He also thinks he thinks that since he has to poop 
on the little toilet every time you I do? go to the bathroom he puts it on he like runs to the bathroom and he, and he sets it on the toilet he's like mommy you can go poopy now like this is not they don't think you're understanding the direction of where this challenge is going so hopefully next episode will make some strides in the potty training I can't foresee it I just hope one day it clicks we'll just do potty training update at the beginning of the next episode yeah next couple episodes you should write that down. In my little notebook. Yeah. My little idea journal. <laughs> so that's how momming is going for me currently. Um, love the kid, though. As long as you love them, they don't really give a shit. Yeah. Love your kids. Feed them. Feed them. Don't forget to feed them. <laughs> don't I don't think Bo will ever, ever let you forget to feed him. No. Bo Loki loves food, so. High key. High key. Love. Okay, I'm going to leave a cliffhanger. <laughs> I ran into the garage. That's not the cliffhanger. Something else happened after that. But we'll leave you on a cliffhanger of a funny joke of how my son shames me driving every day. Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up with, I freaking love you. I freaking love you. Peace out, homies. Have a great week. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay home for sure. And we're all in this together. For sure. For sure. Love y'all. Bye.